You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part with Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. That's right, every day. It is the Locked On Royals podcast, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles, set R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. And on today's show, we're going to talk about the fact that baseball is in limbo right now. We're not really sure when the season will start. We're not really sure how many games will be played. Does this all sound familiar? It's the same thing we dealt with less than a calendar year ago. But for Kansas City, there is newfound optimism and newfound hope. Mike Matheny is coming out here and he's telling everyone who will listen that he expects this team to compete for the AL Central, for this team to compete for the wild card, for this team to compete for the postseason. And on the surface, it does sound like just some coach speak, right? And look, he did this last year. Last year, it was the same thing. Last year, it was all... We're going to compete, and we're going to play hard. We're going to make a push. And I think a lot of people bought into it. I thought that they were going to be a much more competitive team than they ended up being, for sure. But with this year, it doesn't simply just seem like coach speak. And I know that you know, hope springs eternal, and you know, this is the time and place to be optimistic. right? This is the time and place to say these things that I'm about to say. Because it's the winter meetings, and you know it's 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 the fact that you know, no one's played a game yet; everyone's undefeated. That right now you're changing your roster up some, and you know there is a great possibility you've improved it. And maybe you're discounting how much other teams have improved. Maybe you're not counting enough. Or maybe you're overvaluing your additions. Uh, but right now is the time for optimism. And so whenever Mike Matheny comes out here and says that he wants to compete for the Central and compete for the playoffs, it's not surprising, and it's not surprising that that fans are rallying around it. But I will say, this is one form of coach speak that I think you can buy into a bit. Now, I don't think that they're going to win the Central, right? I don't think they're going to win the Central at all. I think that barring, again, some sort of just disaster dumpster fire of a managerial job by Tony La Russa, if he can just simply stay sober that long uh, to make it to the season. I think that the White Sox are going to win this division, going away even. They're simply the most talented club. But you look around this division right now, look closely. Cleveland is trading away Francisco Lindor eventually. The Tigers are at the exact same spot that you're in. There are a bunch of young guys, a bunch of young, talented guys, but they've not proven anything yet. Still waiting on guys to get called up. It's going to come down to, in this division, outside the White Sox, it'll come down to 
which team, Kansas City or Detroit, has their young players ready to play and has them making a greater impact, right? Which team sees a player play beyond his years? Which team has developed their players enough? Because I don't see Cleveland as a threat anymore. I really don't. Tigers, fun little team. White Sox, the best team in this division. And you still have the Minnesota Twins hanging around, but there's still some question marks around their offseason, you know, about what Nelson Cruz is going to do, how they're going to improve at the shortstop position, pitching, question marks. I, I think that the division crown is the optimistic part, and that's the coach speak part. That's the part that you don't want to buy into too much. But the competing part, right, the being a competitive team part, that's the part that I think you can truly safely buy into. Because if you can't, that does not bode well for the future of this team. If they cannot become a team that puts a product on the field day in, day out, that will compete this year, then you're much further behind than you could have ever imagined. Then you're closer to the starting point of this rebuild than you are competing. Because at this point in time, you already have Singer up. You already have Bubich up. You have Brad Keller just as a breakout pitcher for two straight years. You've added Minor. You've added Santana, some project guys that can revamp their career. You have one of the best hitters, if not the best hitter in baseball, in Whit Merrifield. You have the tools to be a competitive team. That, that's not saying that they have to win the division. They don't. They shouldn't win the division. They should finish third in this division. I mean, if all if all things go well, assuming that the Twins continue to improve their team this offseason, if everything breaks Kansas City's way, you're still looking at the the most optimistic viewpoint, right? If you put on the most blatant blue and gold glasses, you're still looking at third place. But that's a lot further along than you were last year and you were the year prior. This team should be in games night in and night out. This team should be hitting a lot better than it did last year. This team should simply be better. And look, what's going to happen with this season is benefiting and playing into the Royals right now. Every day that passes where we continue to be uncertain about the next season plays into Kansas City. Because as these games trim off, and they haven't started trimming games yet, but it seems as though they're going to take off some games. It seems as though they're not going to play 162. As these games trim off, that leads to more and more playoff expansion. As the playoffs expand and the games trim off, now all of a sudden a competitive team like Kansas City, they only need a good month to get in the postseason. They only need the ball to bounce their way for a month. Now, you can't just be absolutely god-awful the way you were this year. This year, you had that good month come to you. The problem is it came in the last month of the season after you had been just absolutely dreadful for the other months of the season. This team should have more balance than that, though. This team should, should have the balance to where they can play one good month and firmly get into an expanded postseason team and be an f- expanded postseason team or maybe miss it by a game or two depending on how the teams around them play. But the fact that we don't know the schedule, the fact that we don't know 
the amount of games played, the fact that we don't know the amount of teams we're going to make the playoffs this year. That all benefits Kansas City because the more and more that's unknown, the more and more the door opens for these teams like Kansas City who are going to play good baseball, you would hope. Because if Kansas City is playing good baseball and they're going to play consistently good and their lineup will produce consistently throughout the season, then they should finish at worst six games out of the postseason and at best finish inside the postseason. And anywhere in that window you know, would be considered a success. I mean, five games out would be a success, four, three, two. And of course, making it is a huge success. So for Kansas City, the longer this drags out, the better. Even if it's not the best thing for baseball. I'll give my predictions on this season and, and, and try to piece together what we know so far and also talk about the Kansas City model even more coming up. We're back on the Lockdown Royals podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Locked On Royals is the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Let's talk about what this season will look like. The first thing is, I think that no matter when you start this season, that there's going to be fans in the stands. Because you look at the NBA right now, the Houston Rockets are going to have fans in the stands you know, next Wednesday. On the 23rd, there will be fans in the Toyota Center. That is an enclosed stadium. You saw fans at the ballpark in Arlington. I think you're going to see fans next year whenever you get started. Will you have a packed house? That will depend on the, number one, the vaccine, and how accessible is it at that point. Number two, it will depend on the interest in baseball, because we still don't know the damage that they've done to the sport over the last calendar year. But I think you're going to see fans there whenever it starts. No matter if it starts on time, no matter if it starts later, you're going to see fans there. Now, if it starts on time, you're likely not going to see a just jam-packed sell-out the, sell the you know, K. But you're going to see some fans there. Again, even in Kansas City, you're seeing it in Arrowhead. So that's the first thing. I think that you're going to see a compromise eventually. It'll be nasty, it'll be dirty, just like it was last, last season. But you're going to see a compromise from the players and the owners eventually to where the players are going to get expanded postseason which of course expands the players' abilities to play in the postseason and make a name for themselves and to really jumpstart their career. They they earn the, the postseason paycheck, et cetera, et cetera. The players want it. The owners should want it because it's also you know more revenue for themselves. I think that you're going to see expanded postseason back. And I think that you're going to see a slight reduction in games. You're not going to drop 100 games to what you did last year. But I think that you're going to see them drop 10, 15, 20 games. Not too much. Not too much at all. But when you push the spring training back, I think that they're going to adjust for that better than they did a year ago. I think that you're going to see the, the spring training get pushed back and postponed. But when they resume it, it will be at Surprise Arizona. It'll be in Arizona and Florida. It'll be a typical, usual spring training with the normal amount of length and, and everything needed for these players to get ready. They saw that that did not work a year ago. Whenever they tried to just makeshift a random spring training on the spot. For the minor league season, again, I think that we're going to see a minor league season. I think that 
the vaccine will be far along enough at some point in the summer to be able to get a semblance of a spring training underway. Maybe for the first half of the season, you still need need to do the alternate site the way you did this year. But I think that at some point we'll see games at the AAA, AA, single A level. Maybe by the time, maybe it'll coincide with the draft. Maybe maybe at the start of the draft, after the players get signed, then we, we move into a full-fledged minor league season. Who knows? But I think that at some point we'll see a minor league season. So all in all, a slight reduction in games, fans in the stands, minor league season included, and expanded postseason. Not too bad. The only thing that I would have done differently is I, I would, number one, I would start the season on time. Right, I would just start the season when it's supposed to be, get back on track, get back on a normal schedule, and get back to playing traditional baseball. But number two, I would have gone ahead with making the universal DH possible uh, and permanent, I should say. But we all know that the owners will not do that because that's a that's a leverage. That's a that's a that's a bargaining chip that they're not going to give up just yet. Whenever they have a CBA negotiation coming next season, you know, coming next next winter. And that's why I think it's so crucial for the players and owners to do this as quickly, swiftly, and cleanly as possible. Unlike what they did a year ago, unlike what they did in in July, they have to handle this like mature adults because we know that the CBA negotiations are going to get ugly. We just know it will. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Every single sport, no matter how well their commissioner is, no matter how well their player association is, every single sport sees a messy, messy, messy CBA negotiation period. It's par for the course. So you cannot have that, though, in three straight seasons. We've had the messy negotiations in July. You cannot do it again this year and then do it again next year. You saw what the strike did last time. Compiling three straight windows of just pure drama and pure childlike behavior from Manfred, the owners, and the players for the third consecutive year... That would dramatically impact the sport that's already going downhill. So that's why I think it's so crucial that they have some f- form of a plan quickly after the new year, like probably like January 7th or so, that quick, to know what everyone's role is going to be, what is the expectation level for this season, and how do we go about moving on and just getting to next off season. Don't worry about fighting. Don't worry about the CBA until next season. We've done all of that for a year now. It's going to be important for baseball and the longevity of this game, the long-term health of this game. We'll be following it all along on Lockdown Royals, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Be good and be good to another. We'll see you next time on Lockdown Royals.